I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hi, Tim Bidette here with this week's uh, Surpass Community Update. So on to sad news about the Christmas market. Um, so we've had to cancel it. And the reason why we've had to cancel it is we've just not had enough people um, actually sign up. Now, lots of people have expressed interest, said it's a brilliant idea, and we've had some fantastic uh, responses from people, uh, which has been awesome. But not enough people have signed up that we feel comfortable getting all the stallholders together. These are independent people that um, have, um, you know, big livelihoods. Their uh, the world has been massively disrupted, and we just didn't want to continue plugging away at the event if people weren't going to actually sign up. Uh, we wanted some confidence that people would turn up. Um, so I know you're going to miss me uh, maybe getting in a Santa outfit. I'm sure that would have been a massive disappointment. Uh, but you will miss out on chatting with storeholders and chatting with each other really, and catching up as a, uh, a part of the industry. What we are doing, though, is that uh, the guys um, who were going to exhibit as part of the stalls have very kindly uh, given us links to their sites and uh, some discounts codes um, and there'll be more of those cropping up over the course of the day. So um, this link at the moment will still take you to the uh, Remo sign-up uh, page. Hopefully later on today that will take you through to the blog post. If you go to the uh, BTL, um, so spas.com, uh, to the news section, you'll see more information on there. If not, but um, yeah, there's still a chance to grab a bargain and uh, hopefully we'll get to catch up before the end of the year. So other news as past community updates. So those who watch these sessions on a regular basis, um, you'll know that we'd like to play some of the content from the conference that we had recently, um, presenting some of the updates from the community. Now, as we go on, um, I really would like those to come through as a regular basis, so and not just wait on an annual basis. So if you are a member of this past community and you really have got something um, you really want to tell, tell us about something that's changed in your world, then please do so. Maybe you've won an award or um, you've got some uh, major new implementation of SPAS that you want to shout about. But here we have Romana talking at the SPAS conference uh, as part of her introduction to the community. Hello, my name's Romana. I'm project manager at the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. Um, I'll be delivering a talk for you later about our journey to introduce CBT via RI. That's one of the many digital initiatives we've got on the go at the moment. We started our digital transformation portfolio a couple of years ago. And in the last year, we've gone live with our CRM system, which will help create a single source of truth across our business globally. Um, and the enhancements that come with that means that we can integrate better with existing and new systems. We've also introduced a new finance system and uh, ebooks we launched, which will enable candidates taking our courses online to receive their course materials online. That was expediated due to COVID, like our project for remote invigilation, and it's being well received. Um, currently, we are taking stock of where we are and seeing what developments we've made in the last few months. Like a few of you out there, I'm sure you've had accelerated digital programs. And we're looking forward to scoping phase two of our digital first portfolio to see what enhancements we can bring and where we want technology to take us and enhance our offerings from administration to education delivery. Enjoy the conference. Bye. Thank you, Romana. So that was Romana speaking ahead of the uh, SPAS conference, which was uh, back in October. Um, if you want to listen to uh, more about Romana's uh, work and the uh, work of the Wine, Wine and Spirit Trust, then head over to conference.spas.com where you can watch her presentation and other presentations as well. 
while we're on the subject of the conference, Romano took part in a, um, a panel session with uh, Liberty and Amanda uh, as well. And we've been sharing out the podcast versions of those sessions as well. So if you do want to uh, check those out, please do so. Uh, we've had a fantastic response from, um, getting rid of that banner, uh, fantastic response to uh, one of the particular Liberties and always seem to pick up some fantastic uh, reviews and cheers and shares. Uh, so do check those out and uh, follow the BTL uh, website if you want more information uh, LinkedIn page as well okay so the release uh, took place uh, I think it was two weeks ago now and I've been slowly kind of introducing some of the videos that we played from the webinar with Jack and Nathan um, so here's just a bit of a, an update as to what uh, is part of the release and Jack and Nathan talking about standard setting over to Jack and Nathan so what is standard setting I hear you say Nathan I do what is it well Standard setting, particularly in pass, because we're putting it in the tasks world, it allows you to review an item list and then apply ratings to the to determine a cut score, right? So the purpose of standard setting is basically a process to set a standard as a process to determine a cut score or perhaps a, pa a pass mark, for example, rather than just kind of arbitrarily saying, uh, this exam should be a pass mark of 80 out of 100, for example. Right. Okay, and there are many methods of doing this. Um, so I'm going to be looking at the Angoff rating method, as that's what we currently have in SPAS as of 1223. Um, but if anybody out there is using different rating methods um, as part of their standard setting processes, then please do send them in. Um, so, yeah, this is something that we're really pleased about as well. And we did a webinar on this about a month or two ago now. Um, so it was myself um, with Tim Burnett, who we've seen earlier in the show. And we also had Phoebe McLaughlin, who's the product owner for this. And we also had Amanda Danis, um, an esteemed psychometrician from Danis & Co. And um, there was a lot of good discussion there from, from those guys. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, and I was demo demonstrating it then, um, but I was stuck in a bit of a thunderstorm in this, in this place. So the connection wasn't amazing. So hopefully the uh, demonstration this time goes a little bit better. So I'm now going to demonstrate how it works. If I can just come over here. Okay, so like I said, it's in the world of tasks. And what I'm going to do is show you it from the perspective of a assignee. And then I'm going to show you how to set it up as a manager. Okay. So this is just to be clear. So this is, you're essentially pretending that you're somebody who's being given this task to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the task assignees would. So generally be your subject matter experts, yeah? Okay. So the items I've got in my task here are, a, um, are based on medicine. So perhaps I would be a doctor and I'd be looking at these items and I know about this stuff and I could say, yeah, this is how hard I think it is. Yeah, so that's kind of the premise of it. So you'll see when I open my task up. So tasks require item lists um, and you can see first off on the left-hand side that there's five breadcrumbs there. So I've got five items in my item list. So if, if I had a test form, I would need to put the items that are in that test form into a list okay. before I can use it in a task. Five items is probably a pretty small test, but obviously this is just a demonstration. So you can see also a preview of my item here, just like in all of the other tasks. And then on the right-hand side, you can see the correct answer if you wanted to 
And then underneath that, we have item tags, if there were any attached to this item. And then this is grayed out at the moment, tag collections. Why okay. is, is that grayed out? Well, we're going to come back to this in just one second, Nathan. So what happens is you'll see there's two boxes here, mm -hmm. initial hang-off rating and revised hang-off rating. So as I said, hang-off is the method that we're using here in SPAS. Um, and you basically, you being the subject matter expert, so if I was a doctor, I could look at this and say, I think, I think maybe 70 out of 100 people would get this right. So what you're trying to do is identify the minimally competent candidate, okay? So then when I hit submit for that rating, you'll see, Nathan, that thing you pointed out that was disabled mm. is no longer disabled. And we now have a panel that has opened. Uh, okay. Okay, so you can see here some performance data statistics. So this is in the form of a tag collection or several tag collections. So just a reminder on what they are. Um, tag collections are basically a collection of tag groups that allow you to compare tag values, which is the lowest denominator of, of the tag hierarchy from across different tag groups. So for example, this one for discrimination index, you're comparing it to this 0.8 for point by serial, but for a different year. Okay, so it's a way of being able to compare that kind of data. It's like watching Morecambe and Wise, isn't it? Um, they're fantastic uh, in the session, and there's more of that um, as part of the recording from the webinar that they did. So please do check that out. If you go to spas.com slash webinars, uh, you can find um, that webinar, the RIS webinar, and all the other webinars. And the one that Jack talked about in terms of uh, with myself and Amanda uh, and Phoebe as well, who was part of the product owning team that worked on that. If you're hungry for more webinars, then, um, then check out the uh, uh, you can sign up for the, the next one, which is about Test Center uh, Network. Um, so I'm going to sit down with Kerry and Sue uh, from the Test Delivery Services team, and we're going to chat about how they've uh, adapted the Test Center Network and how the network and all the people that are involved as part of the uh, huge network that we have have accommodated for uh, COVID uh, following the pandemic. Um, I'm going to play you a quick clip, uh, which we're going to be sharing as part of the uh, session. So uh, Thomas Stephen from Teamco work alongside us as part of our network, and uh, they're talking here about um, how they took the monumental exercise of setting up um, a test centre in the uh, Excel uh, centre in London uh, for a huge number of candidates uh, that had to be uh, hugely uh, COVID safe and secure for staff and candidates. Uh, so here's just the brief clip. We'll play more as part of the uh, upcoming webinar. So over to Tom and Stephen. Using the Excel for the first time uh, for us as a, as a really test centre provider was a a monumental task um, just the pure size of it and then the difference in the logistical um, moving parts that just happen from using such a large venue so it really started uh, June sort of time when we were really uh, in conversations with them and BTL to make sure that this was going to be the right venue that people could get there and that we could then take the exam in a safe manner now at that point, the Excel was actually uh, one of the Nightingale hospitals. Um, now, it turns out they only, I think they only used 10% of the whole space, and that was really for storage anyway. Um, but either way, that was still a concern for us. So the first day when Steve and I went down to have a look at it, we turned up and we were expecting to go into one of the smaller rooms up at the top and where they've already set up as meeting rooms, essentially. And they took us straight into the arena and showed us 
the whole of the left or the north side, which if anyone's ever been, and especially in the north of it's huge, absolutely huge. So it's a fantastic uh, interview and chat with uh, Stephen and Tom. Um, so there's more insights there. It was it's quite intriguing as to how they went through the the process really, and the I suppose the the, the say bureaucracy, but the you know obviously the council and uh, people had to make sure that the uh, the venue was safe uh, for people to take tests. Um, that was all part of the reassurance and um, process. So. Please do um, make sure you check out and go to spass.com slash sign up to sign up to that, or obviously you can go to spass.com slash webinars to uh, sign up there as well and watch all the other pre previous webinars. Okay, so upcoming other upcoming activities. So just a reminder, uh, ATP Call for Papers is out. This is a virtual conference. It's going to be taking place in April next year. Uh, ATP is a huge event, and obviously because uh, it takes place stateside um, for the assessment sector, it only really ever kind of draws in um, – uh, a lot of Americans and then some Europeans who come over who are maybe familiar with the uh, European ATP uh, conference. Um, but it is vast. ATP also covers uh, in Asia, Middle East, uh, and India as well. So there's, there's huge conferences there. I actually took part in a, a roundtable session with CEOs from the European region uh, with uh, team members from uh, ATP uh, this week, and it was a really good session looking at online proctoring, and hopefully we'll be uh, working together again to bring out more of those. But if you do have a fantastic story to tell uh, about the work that you've done, then ATP is really one of the great places to go and, and share that. So uh, head over to Innovations in Testing or, or search up ATP. Uh, don't get mixed up with the golfing. I don't think it would be uh, many uh, calls for paper regarding assessment for that uh but uh yeah get yourself um, known and uh, push that out there and if you want to work alongside us as part of it then uh, please do so other events uh, so atp again um i've got uh, air tech and comp i can never say this uh, you can read it there um that's an event coming up on the 3rd of 4th of December. That's uh, obviously clashes slightly with our test center network uh, webinar, but if you sign up to that one, you should be able to watch the recordings. Um, and then we've got news of a new webinar, which is coming out uh, just before Christmas. Uh, so we'll be getting together with the South African Institute of Chartered Accountancy uh, to do a webinar at 2 p.m. GMT on uh, the 15th of December. Um, more information is going to come out of that, but there's going to be really quite interesting insights as to how they're using Surpass. Um, and hopefully we'll be drawing some other experiences and uh, news and information about other accountancy organizations and how they're using Surpass. So uh, lots to be learned from that. Thank you for your time. I hope you found it useful. Uh, if you do have any news and information, then please do reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you found this useful. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.